Welcome to Two Mamas and a Microphone, where we talk about authenticity and love and life and fear and just about anything else we feel like talking about. Prepare to laugh a little bit, to perhaps be inspired, and to regularly be annoyed by both of us. I'm Natalie Napoleon. I am a entrepreneur, photographer, and most importantly, a mother. And I'm Amanda Soler. I too am a mama of three, and I'm a professional who helps other people to grow professionally and personally as well. And we're two mamas and a microphone. Where is that? Okay. Well, today, Natalie and I, we are going to talk about a subject that really, it's a very contentious subject with us. We have whole text messages about it. We do. And we've been talking about this for quite some time now. We have. And, you know, I don't know what it says about us that we have such strong opinions about it. <laughs> so let's just tell you what we're talking about. The Oxford comma. Yes. To some out there, you might not have any feelings about the Oxford comma. Maybe you don't even know what the Oxford comma is. Natalie, would you care to explain what the Oxford comma Absolutely. is? Absolutely. The Oxford comma is the comma that appears before the word and in a list of items. I'm so glad I asked you because I would have made that a much longer and more boring <laughs> explanation. So I'll just say from my perspective, sometimes the Oxford comma is just not warranted. Sometimes it even clutters up a good sentence. I don't always like to use it. Sometimes I like to use it for clarity. And sometimes I think, no, I'm not using it right now. Natalie? So I'm an Oxford comma convert because in eighth grade, when I think it was Mrs. Corboy or Mrs. Bavalacqua, one of them, um, taught us how to graph sentences. And the comma was always taught as representing the word and. So if you use the comma before the word and, it was like saying and, and. So I never used the comma all my life until, what was it, last year or yes. year, the year before or something like that? Yes. There was a lawsuit over this Oxford comma where these truck drivers sued their employers because they probably, I don't remember the details. It was with a contract. The Something contract, with their contract. And they weren't getting paid overtime. Right. And that Oxford comma was what? It misrepresented the, the, the sentence. That you could read the sentence two ways. The absence of the Oxford the comma. The absence of, right. So they won. The truckers won. Right. The lawsuit. truckers won. So Natalie, she will use it everywhere. And I say, you know, sometimes I still hate it because... Okay, my Enneagram, as we talked about before. I'm so excited that you're embracing oh the Enneagram. Oh my gosh, I am embracing it more because if I may just digress, I read it this morning. I mean, I only skimmed it and I really think, geez, we are a product of, you know, where the sun was lining up, our DNA, our ancestry, our cellular memory, our home, and all of that leads to this personality that the Enneagram beautifully uh shares. Yeah. And honestly, I hate rules. And so when the teacher, Miss Madigan was my seventh grade, when we were diagramming sentences and we diagrammed those sentences, you know, within an inch of our life, she said it was optional. So she never said, don't use it. 
And she didn't tell us about the and, and. She just said, it's optional. It depends upon the clarity of your sentence. So I, who love grammar in a weird way, because as much as I hate rules, I also love knowing what they are, was so excited that I got to choose. And, you know, I like choices when it comes to my writing. I will write a sentence fragment in a blog. I know it's a sentence fragment, but I think it makes my point. And I, and I might think that it's funny or something like that. I mean, honestly, the one sentence um, structure I hate is a run-on sentence. Like, you will never see me embrace the run-on sentence. <laughs> Folks, you will never see that with me. But you might see a fragment. Um, but I love saying, you know what? The, the comma isn't needed, and I'm just not doing it. So as a small business owner, I don't want to get sued. So that's why I like to use the comma now because I want to avoid, I have to sneeze. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I always sneeze in threes. Oh, way. interesting. Yeah. So um, I want to avoid any type of litigation. So that's my argument. Yes. However, my coach, my copywriting coach is always laughing at me because it's not appropriate to use that extra comma in copywriting sometimes. Wow, she, folks, she has never said that. I know, I'm not. <laughs> this is, I don't know, let's mark this day on the calendar. Maybe sneezes shook my brain up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. December 23rd, mark it down, and now it's for posterity. And I have to say, I have to say, actually, December 23rd is usually my worst day of the year. Yeah, I believe it. Do you it. feel that? I'm feeling it now because I forgot to schedule it as a quiet day. Mm. Usually what I do is I just block out December 23rd until whatever the day after New Year is, depending oh, on when right. the kids go back to school, because I know that I'm not going to get anything done. And I forgot to do that this year because I'm launching a new product. And so I'm really feeling that anxiety inside because I didn't do it. So I'm feeling that, yeah. See, it's December 23rd. I always have this moment. Well, back to my Enneagram. Yeah, what number are you? I'm a seven. Okay, I'm a four. And I don't like negativity. I always look for the positive in all situations. I don't like boredom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really true. Mm -hmm. So I can actually ride a wave of denial mm. for months. Mm. I don't recognize if somebody has a bad side to them. Yeah. I don't always recognize something that is really negative yeah. in my life. I just avoid it. Mm -hmm. um, so December 23rd, mm -hmm. now I don't feel it as much today, maybe because we're chatting, I don't know. But I normally, I start to think about, did I do the right thing in preparation for Christmas? Mm -hmm. Am I able to show everybody how much I love them with mm -hmm. gifts, which I know <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to think, but that enters my mind on December 23rd. And, you know, I don't know. It's all of the doubts and insecurities and negativity that I have surrendered the rest of the year seem to come to life mm -hmm. on December 23rd. I hear you. I've given that all up this year. That's great. I have been really busy building this new iteration of my business and I've told everyone ahead of time, I'm sorry, I cannot show you my love with <laughs> monetary. <laughs> I, I mean, I have to say, Bella, my daughter, 
did it all for me. If it weren't for her, I'd be giving people just cash, which they might have appreciated, but I think it's nice to open something under the tree. So she did it all. And I've given up wondering if I've gotten everyone enough stuff, if I've been, you know, equal, if I've spread it out equally amongst the three of them. I didn't do Christmas cards this year. I'm just letting it all go. I'm, I'm busy. I need to focus on me this year. I think that's very healthy. I think it's very healthy. And I did not Selfish, force maybe. my child. No, I think, well, I mean, I think sometimes you do need to focus on yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is a bad thing. I think sometimes, you know, that whole stupid, boring thing about the airplane and they always go, who do you put the oxygen mask on yeah. first? And yourself, um, it's there for a reason. Yeah. And I do think that we have to take care of ourselves. And I think especially during this time, not that men don't have that stress. I am sure that they do, but I do think that women just on with all of our pressures that we apply to ourselves, whether it's being a great mom or a great woman or looking nice or being a good homemaker, all of the things that we, you know, attach to being a good human, mm-hmm. I think at Christmas time mm-hmm. or whatever holiday you celebrate, you start to add that yeah. to all of those it's expectations. Like your insufficiencies are exposed. Yeah. And actually, you know, it's interesting about, about Christmas specifically. I do think it's illuminates. Mm-hmm. It illuminates what's good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at your kids sometimes and you look at the family you've created and you, you really are able to count your blessings. But I also think it illuminates any deficiencies. Yeah. You know, it almost like shines this big spotlight. Sure. Just Especially like COVID has done. Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing I will say is I've downplayed social media. That's the one thing I learned from COVID because I was home. And in the beginning, I had extra time right. to look at social media. And I realized it was so unsatisfying mm-hmm. and it was not helpful and it was not making me productive. Mm-hmm. So I did create this mantra of create before I consume. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I did work on putting it out there. What was I looking for? Why am I searching? What am I looking for? Well, okay, create it. Yeah. Whatever you're looking for, create it. And that really helped because just like, I think Christmas illuminates that, you know, we start to think that more stuff is yeah. going to be filling. Yes. And it's going to fill us. And then like December 26th. Yeah. You wake up and look around and you're like, well, that didn't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think your kids do it and they might not even know what they're feeling. But, you know, even when you're little, all of a sudden you're like, okay. Yeah. And it's just another reminder that you do need to fill up with something more powerful. Yeah. Well, this year we did Christmas with stuff we all need. That's so, good. you know, underwear and socks and all that yeah. type of yeah. stuff that becomes exciting when you need it. It does. So it does. I, I, don't, I don't know that I, I think there are probably a few fun things in there, but nothing big. Yeah. I'm, I'm just tired of stuff and clutter. Mm-hmm. I just want to reduce the, the material aspect. Do you think that this whole pandemic has impacted the way you feel about that? No, I, I've been on that path for quite some time because I've moved across the country a couple of times. So the very first time I moved across the country, I had to pare down a huge house into just a Ford Expedition and a, a little U-Haul that we 
uh, attached to the back of the truck. So that was when I really had to make that break from material objects. And then when we moved back from California, back to the East Coast, I had to do it again. I had to let go of everything. We just came across with the expedition and we had a second U-Haul. So at whatever fit into the expedition and the U-Haul again, we just had to pare it all down. So um, those experiences taught me that too much stuff just gets in the way of, of moving forward. So that's a great lesson. It makes me feel like I'm tied down somewhere and I'm the type of person that not that I have in the last 11, 12 years gone anywhere, but I'm the type of person that likes to have that option. Yeah. If I want to move, then I can just pack everything up and, and move. So. That, you know, what really kind of, um, made that register for me is when I was living in CHOP with my middle daughter, Clara, mm -hmm. and I was living there for like five months because she needed to be in intensive care. Um, so I lived there and I honestly, for days, um, wore the same things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it smelled really good, <laughs> but I wore the same sweatshirt and jeans and just sat in her room and was, you know, really, I didn't use anything. And I do remember when I came home after that experience, we still had lots of equipment and such. And she was on, a, she had to have medicine every two hours. So mm -hmm. it was like a, every two hours for 24, you know, 24 mm -hmm. hours a day, every day. Mm -hmm. And I remember still trying to live my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to do all the things that I normally did work and, mm -hmm. you know, um, Look, there's a little squirrel outside the window, guys, and it's oh. just like so cute. It's really chubby and it's got stuff in its I mouth. I think that's the same squirrel. Oh, that I you love saw that before. squirrel. <laughs> we and should name him. We should name him. Um, so if you can comment on our, I don't know if you can comment on a podcast, but if you have any ideas for a name, let on us our know. Facebook page. Yeah, you could comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. Name or squirrel. I'll post a picture of it. That's a good idea. Name or squirrel. I, I love I it. <laughs> so anyway, I remember, and I even tried to incorporate yoga because I had been doing yoga religiously before this all happened, which was great because it enabled me to stay standing for days on end. Yeah. Fabulous. But I remember one time opening my closet door. Cause I needed shoes yeah. and it was like psychotic. I had just kept throwing bags in my closet just by that was how I was living. Yeah. But I was living with the same little items. Yeah. Right. And I do remember thinking, wow, I have to stop everything. Yeah. First of all, it taught me the power of like pausing and registering that this bad thing I was in the throes of it rather right. than trying to live exactly the same. Right. And secondly, it taught me that I could throw all this stuff away. Yeah. You don't need and it I do not need it. Even things like, you know, I'm a big memory person and yeah. photos, even things like that, because ultimately what we take with us is the memory and the right. experience. And even yeah. when we don't remember, yeah, it lives on in us somehow. I know, but I think that the photos, you are, are a photographer. Yeah. And because they live after, they continue to live yeah. after you cease to live. Yeah. And they can be passed down through generations. So those memories end with you. And it's nice for your kids and grandkids to have yes. that because it's important for them to be able to connect. Yes. On some level. I agree. And I love finding old old photos of, you know, ancestors and all of that. And of course, as you know, I'm obsessed with photos anyway. But for me, I also was just 
uh, enlightened by the fact that really we're here, it's a blip <laughs> and then we move on to somewhere else. So on that half, isn't that what, see how happy I am on December 23rd? <laughs> I know <laughs> December 23rd comma. Comma. <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know I don't know I don't but, know either it's definitely an interesting time of year this yeah. year I, I think everything is heightened I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. I, I kind of, I love, you know how people say, don't make New Year's resolutions and you, you'll you never do them. And, you know, New Year's is just another day. I love the opportunity for a fresh start. Absolutely. I, I love agree. it. I yeah. love making resolutions. Maybe there's a better word, but that's the word that I've stuck with. Yeah. And it has helped me. Mm -hmm. I love looking back and saying, okay, this went great this didn't yeah how do i want next year to look yeah i love that i'm excited for a quiet christmas quite honestly yeah. i'm excited that we don't have to drive anywhere we can just stay home in our pajamas and not worry about having to get dressed or yeah. you know meeting anyone's expectations so that's what i'm happy yeah about. that is really a, that is a nice aspect to all of it i think mm -hmm. even driving you know kids around to wherever you have to drive them and all of the driving it's kind of nice to reduce that a little bit yeah and um i hope we can take some of that with us forward into our 2021 i know that i've learned a lot yeah in 2020 yeah and i look forward to creating my 2021 and i have full knowledge that it may look different than i expect because let's face it if you had told me that there was going to be this virus and we were going to be walking around wearing masks crazy right? i would have thought you were crazy, crazy you know so you can't anticipate but you can kind of create certain things that you want to create and i look forward to doing that yeah me too we'll see what 2021 holds we but look will. 2020 didn't turn out so bad for us i mean no. i don't mean to sound yeah um detached from the the horrors that have happened for for other people and I, I really do feel for them but it's been an opportunity for us to come together That's and true. create this podcast which i'm very grateful for i, I, I love too. our wednesday mornings together so thank you for that i do too thank you for that yeah so i guess maybe we can leave everybody with the challenge to create what you want to create, you know, what do you want to see in your life? And the nice thing is you can sometimes do it. You don't have to wait for extra money or extra time. You kind of just figure out what you can do with what you have and just do it. Yeah. Start somewhere. You have yeah, to start somewhere. It's do. better to do it badly than not at all. Yes. Natalie has always said that and I'm adopting it. So, <laughs> awesome. so happy holidays, yeah. everyone who's listening. And we look forward to a really exciting, um, 2021, although we might be together even before yeah, we have one. More oh, that's before. December 30th. You'll mm -hmm. have to tell me if you can do that because that's your launch. Yeah. I, I, I'll let you know. Okay. That morning. Okay. But, um, I'm hoping to be able to do that, but if not, we could do it on the 31st. We could, we could do it on the new year. Yeah. Eve. We should do that. A special new Let's year's do that. Eve. Let's let Natalie special. have her launch day. Thank you. <laughs> herself. So we will talk to you on New Year's Eve. 
Awesome. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.